Welcome to the Equestrian Experience, a show where we talk about what happens behind the rosettes and what we've tried so that you don't have to. In a world first, we and our guests openly share what we know from our extensive equestrian experience. This includes our exclusive access to our global experts, such as high-performance national vets, coaches, farriers, and even brands. If you're new here, consider subscribing. We're your hosts, Bex Mason and Amanda Ross. And today we're talking to Sam Woods and Bradley Champagne. These guys are two very exciting up-and-coming riders who live and breathe eventing, including being the right-hand man of the two world's leading event riders, both from Australia, and that is Boyd Martin and Shane Rose. So join us today as we delve into their lives and see what happens behind the scenes of these two of the top eventing stables in the world, and Sam and Brad's speciality, which is young horse training. So good morning, everyone. Good afternoon and good evening. We're coming from all parts of the world today. We certainly are. Welcome, Sam and Brad. How are you going? Good, good. Thanks for having us on. Now, um, Sam, you and I have known each other for a little while because you've obviously been Shane Rose's right-hand man for ages and I've seen you on the eventing scene all the time. Um, now, you are working now on another part of Shane's business, so it's breaking and uh, training. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I um, did a fair stint with Shane. I um, have now started my own business, Woodlow Equine. Um, that's mm-hmm. uh, breaking and pre-training racehorses, which was a big part of Shane's business. Mm, okay. And um, for this podcast, the sponsor who all of us share, which is Bait Saddles, told us that they knew another pair of doppelgangers. So we always talk about how Beck and I, Bex and I are complete doppelgangers all the time. Um, and apparently... I don't even know what that word oh is, to be fair. And I don't think half of Britain would know what that word well, is. Well, a doppelganger is like your complete <laughs> copy. It's like your twin that's not actually your twin. Oh. So, like, we're doppelgangers from the other side of the world. Anyway. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I'll take that. So yeah. apparently Sam and Brad are also doppelgangers. Um, and so now we get to know all about these two who are actually doing kind of the same job, but on two different sides of the earth. Is that right? Yeah. Nice to meet you guys. So. Nice to meet you, Sam. <laughs> okay. So, so far what we do know is that A, you're doppelgangers um, and you're accomplished eventers in your own right. You've been trusted to ride with and for some of the best riders in the world. So Sam, uh, you've been with Shane for, for over 10 years or roughly 10 years. And then is it right, Brad, that you work for Boyd Martin, who was um, originally based in Australia uh, near Lock and Bar with Heath Ryan, and now you're over there as his right-hand man in America? Um, yeah, I'm actually um, originally from Toronto in um, Canada. Yeah, so I um, moved down here. Yeah, I'm been in. I've been with um, Boyd since 2014. Fantastic. Um, and both of you today, we really want to concentrate on that you have a real passion for getting the most out of young horses in particular, which is obviously something that you both share. So this sounds like it's going to be a really interesting conversation, Bex. I really want to see where the, um, you know, the comparisons are between the two sides of the world. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Doppelgangers indeed. <laughs> Catch words for the rest of your week. Yeah. (laughs) My new favorite word of the week. Yeah. (laughs) So, before we get into all the young horse training, um, let's find out just how similar and how different you both are. So, Sam, should we start with you? Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself um, before getting into the young horse training and and how you've got into eventing? 
Andrew Younghorse Speciality. Sure. Thanks for having us on, guys. Um, my name's obviously Sam. I grew up on the south coast, New South Wales, Australia. Been pretty lucky. My mum actually ran a riding school, so I've been riding since day dot oh. on young little ponies. Ah. And I started eventing when I was about 10, quite Oh, not not seriously, but that's when I decided that cross country was definitely for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was then lucky enough to come across Shane's mother actually at an eventing event, and um, she put me on to Shane. And throughout the end of my schooling career, I was going up there in my holidays, working there in holiday time, and. Shane was pretty, pretty keen to have me back. Uh, he was like, oh, you don't need your HSC. You don't need that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I bet uh, that yeah, was music to your ears. Mum and dad had oh, different all ideas of with that one. But... So I finished, finished high school, <laughs> mm-hmm. headed up to Bimberdine, which is Shane's business, which is pre-training and breaking young thoroughbreds. I um, have, well, I worked there for eight, and a half years or a fair stint mm-hmm. uh, I learned a lot mm-hmm. a lot a lot and yeah. he's given me mm-hmm. a lot of op- great opportunities I got my top horse at the moment my five-star horse KG off him we uh mm-hmm. recently just did Adelaide five-star which was good um oh, I also have another three-star horse aiming for Sydney long uh in november and my partner and i have just started our own business which is the same business as shane's uh breaking and pre-training racehorses and uh yeah mm-hmm. here we are that sounds that sounds amazing like it's actually not uncommon is it that um a lot of um male event riders in particular are doing really well in the pre-training space um so I know a few, there's, um, you know, Rob Palmer and Andrew Cooper as well, that are really excelling there. So it's good to see that you guys are starting off the thoroughbreds in a really fantastic, educated way. Yeah, it's great. I love seeing um, a little two-year-old thoroughbred rock up to the stables and then in six months' time you're like, oh, look at him go and he's winning big races in the city. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. So working for top riders like Shane and Boyd must be a pretty incredible experience. So I'd like to know how their, how their yards work. So Brad, can you give us a bit of an idea, same, same as from Sam, um, how did you start and where did you begin and what's your um, previous history like that got you to where you are now? All right. Um, yeah. So growing up, you know, my mom was always into it horses she always had horses um and um we were um you know there's not really a lot of eventing in canada you know there's it's there is more now um i'd say but there's it wasn't really we didn't really know anything about it um at the time so we are we were just you know doing 100 shows and trotting around the woods and stuff like that so (laughs) and then um fox hunting is actually huge where um i grew up so there's oh. a bunch of that everywhere there's hunt clubs everywhere and everything 
like that. So we, um, there's a um, local hunt club that had a eventing clinic. Like it was kind of a introduction kind of thing to eventing for everyone. And um, so my mom and I um, loaded up and went there and I was on my little pony. Um, I think that was when I was about 10 or 11 years old. Um, may have been younger, <laughs> honestly. I don't really it's remember. A long time ago. But um, and, yeah. Where, where, yeah. Where did you grow up, <laughs> and, Brad? Um, is it in America? Or was um, it in? You said it was in Canada. Yeah, yeah. So I um, grew up in a relatively smaller town, probably um, an hour outside of Toronto, called Guelph. Um, which is, it's not that small of a town, like it has a big university and all that, but um, kind of where we lived was on the outskirts. So it was just, you know, cow farms and um, Mennonites and, you know, stuff like that. Nice. So um, yeah, but, and then we we like never owned a farm or anything, but, you know, I was always at a farm yeah. on the weekends mm-hmm. and after school and all that um so you got the addiction but, uh, when you were quite then, young oh yeah i'm like i'm an early yeah, early, yeah. early on <laughs> yeah <I'm> like <laughs> early hooked yeah yeah um, so how, how did you make boyd how did you get into moving to america and getting right into eventing yeah so um i was um obviously you know i worked for a bunch of people in Canada just to, you know, learn as much mm-hmm. as possible and um, get like a really, you know, good base into everything. So um, I was working for someone in Canada and then obviously because it's the winter time there, like you can't really work in the winter time to like train event horses. So everyone mm-hmm. goes to Florida. So we were um, in Florida for the winter time, and I just kind of was at that point where I needed to, you know, get the next mm-hmm. step. You know, I was obviously very happy with where I was at the current time, but I just kind of wanted to, you know, next figure out mm-hmm. something else. So um, I heard he was looking for a working student, and I just figured I would send an email <laughs> and um that was it that was all it took was an email and i uh you know i met with his head girl at the time um lindsey taylor and um she said you know come on down so i just had to you know obviously with it being a different country you have to f- figure out you know immigration mm-hmm. and visas and all mm-hmm. that stuff um but yeah, no, I um, headed down there. Actually, it was nine years. Yes. Oh, it's your anniversary. Happy anniversary. I was, yeah, exactly. So I was at an event yesterday and I was like, oh yeah, that's actually, it's actually been nine years. Nine years so. How time flies. Yeah. And great that you made that next yeah. step because it is when you're, learning as young riders you know you 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 want to get as much from as many people as you can without being flippant 
um, like you want to stay with someone and you want to learn with someone, you want to grow with someone, but there is a point where it's time to move on and um, and find your actual base. And it sounds like both of you have done that, you know, and got, got your roots to becoming really great horsemen. Mm. So Bradley, do you want to tell us a little about the event horses that you've got at the moment um, and what your achievements have been with them and what your current goals are with them? Yeah, um, so I um have two you know really nice four-year-olds um right now um one of them is out of um on q which is the one that um boyd won mm -hmm. maryland on and was mm -hmm. early yeah that's pretty cool this year so um he actually yeah and like he's it's actually i mean he does do a lot of um mm. breeding and everything mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. so um it you know, so I have him, he's um, actually just won his first, um, we call it beginner mm -hmm. novice here, but it's, I think it's mm -hmm. 95 yep. centimeter class. Oh, bless um, him. Mm -hmm. yes. awesome. so yeah, yeah, so it was his first kind of big outing and he was, you know, awesome there. And then I have um, another four-year-old that I um brought over from ireland last fall um he's uh um by um Cormant. so it's the kaleido line oh nice all that so mm -hmm. yeah so he's um coming along he's you know very powerful and very um cheeky mm -hmm. sometimes so it's you know yeah. Takes a little bit to get him into it, but he's uh no, he's awesome. I, I really really like him. He's very talented and everything like that. So, um, I have um three oh wow three year olds in um one of them's on holiday, but um but uh, yeah, so I had another one in, but that one went on holiday, and then the owner just um so, so kind of like swapped it out for Gosh. the other one so um yeah and then um i also help out a couple mm -hmm. racehorse trainers with just um it's kind of like I'd, I'd say it's a little bit what happens after they you know if they are racing and they have a little bit of a mistake on the mm -hmm. track or they're you know not fast enough or you know they kind of the trainer kind of sends them over here and um i try to fix them or or we or just retrain. decide you know it's not yeah exactly it's, it's not what it is and we can just see if they can yeah be so you're retraining else, them basically so. once they've finished racing to find another career outside racing once they've done oh in a little bit yeah but there is a couple of them that um you know if they've been on the track and a horse had run into them or something and they mm -hmm. got it right and then the trainer wants them to keep going you know i'll take them on for a couple months and see if i can get them to just kind of relax yeah. a bit and then come back out and hopefully yeah. oh, continue racing sounds like you're going to be really busy when the three and four year olds grow up you're going to have like four or five horses ready to roll at the same level <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all boring I'm, now but you wait a, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it is it's such a slow i know process. i'm 
it feels like it and then they all come up yeah 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 no i'm um, i'm looking at my next year i'm thinking yeah. that i'm gonna be pretty busy so yeah. well that's that's really exciting so in terms of how you guys got the job so brad you emailed boyd got a job and then sam you basically ended up moving to shane's little by little until you've been there for eight and a half years um how what does a typical day at such a busy barn look like so sam on my before we actually answer this question, I have to say that you two work for two of the biggest characters on the eventing scene. So I have known both of them. Boyd used to live opposite Heath Ryan in Lochinbar, New South Wales. And I remember he was like raucous around the place. He was such a character and completely motivated. And if anyone has done an incredible job with his riding, it's him. And I take my hat off to what he's done, but my God, there would not be a dull moment. I can imagine at that barn. Um, so, so, so what is a typical day, um, Brad, let's start with you like, um, at Boyd's barn. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, everyone starts off at seven yeah. o'clock in the morning. Um, um, we just, you know, everyone starts, everyone kind of helps do all the, Mm -hmm. how many work. horses um you know but i honestly i couldn't even tell you <laughs> they're just okay. they're everywhere like 50 um 50 so, you know, give or take 20 i not no no but um i think it's i don't even know like i think it, there's just there's a bunch of boxes and <laughs> bunch of horses so everyone um you know, helps out and then um usually boyd comes in at around you know 7 o'clock mm -hmm. and um he'll we, we have like a big book that has all the horses in it and he'll you know write down what everyone's doing and um who's Doing what and if there's any you know special appointments or you know owners mm -hmm. coming in or whatever um and um then yeah we get started and just you know right. ride all day and <laughs> um you know yeah just you know and then there's a bunch of really awesome girls that you know do all the you know turn out and yeah. turn in and yeah. tacking up and everything like that and Every now and then I'll have one of them, you know, come up to the round pen to help me. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, no, and then we just ride, ride, ride. And then um, end of the, usually finish around, you know, six o'clock and then um, head home. That's so long. it's, you know, it's, a, there are hours, yeah, hours are long, but it's, um, you know, it's. Yeah. And how many horses roughly would you sit on? Oh, same question. Yeah, how many, like roughly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. How many horses do you ride? I have, um, uh, I would say about six to eight yeah. a day. Enough time to do a good so, job but, on six um, or eight horses. Yeah. 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 Well, then I also obviously help out Boyd on as, you know, as many of his as, as I um, mm -hmm. can. Um, you know, he's got a couple up level ones that are pretty sharp so mm -hmm. um you know he likes to have me on him just to see, make sure so you're the crash test dummy 
Right. Yeah. So you get on first. Yeah. And then if they're safe, he gets on. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Do you yeah. use a neck strap? I just want to know. <laughs> I honestly, every, honestly, like I'm, I'm more of a breastplate kind of guy. Like just a, you know, um, I'll like to have just a little bit of a tighter breastplate on. I find that's a little bit more secure than it. Neck strap. I've had a couple of neck straps, you know, oh. slide oh. up on the neck and <laughs> all of a sudden you're I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. hanging on. Definitely like that's like all the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I've got a monkey yeah. with a breastplate and I even developed a neck strap that's got an extra strap on it. So you can hold on when it's going to rear. It's got one further up the neck and then a longer one that you can sit back when it goes to town and hold that as well. So, like, I feel I should send you one <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds yeah sam what about you what does your day look like so it sounds pretty similar really um we'd start at, at six i guess i definitely need a coffee before i go out on the yard though mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, Same, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we go out and do boxes that'd be oh, there's i think there's 80 something boxes at shane's place <gasps> how many do you do uh We'll uh we'll leave that one. Some <laughs> <laughs> boxes, but um, <laughs> mainly I I'd go out and and you know, keep the board updated and do all the veterinary checkups and everything that needs to be organised for the whiteboard. There's a massive whiteboard that tells everyone what they're writing, what they're doing. Um. So first horses worked in the morning are normally pre-trainers. There'd be 20 pairs normally in the morning of pre-trainers. Then we'd move mm-hmm. on to the racehorse breakers. Um, depending on what they're up to, they'd either be doing like groundwork stuff or other stuff in pairs as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, then moving forward would be getting onto eventers at around lunchtime normally. So that racehorses take mm-hmm. up about half the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, normally we'd ride four or five eventers. Um young ones or all, all all sorts. And mm-hmm. then Shane thinks he's a builder as well, so then we'd normally go build another barn <laughs> or build some fences <laughs> or do some plumbing <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> breaks a day up and gives you skills it's a good idea my dad's a um a builder so it was pretty handy as well that one oh so no wonder you stayed so long you had like dual purpose exactly right yeah (laughs) ah sensational i actually just learned to pop rivet can i say and i think that i've missed my calling and that is so fun so next time you need to plumb or build something, I'll come with you. <laughs> uh, and is this the same at the new place? So now that you're in your own place, is, are you replicating very, that very, system? Very close. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. On, on not yeah. quite a bigger scale at the moment, but hopefully we we we'll get there soon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Watch this space. At least you get to iron it all out so, in your own place when it's a little yeah, smaller yeah, and exactly. yeah, it should grow with the benefit of hindsight from Shane. Yeah. That's really cool. Exciting yeah. times. Yeah. So whilst we're on that subject, Sam, you want to spill some gossip on Shane? 
Like, let's let's hear about his personality. Oh, God. Be fun Does he? <laughs> and how do you survive working there? Energetic <laughs> and positivity. I reckon that would be Shane summed up in a in a bubble. Mm. He is the most energetic mm. person I've ever Excellent. met. Go 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 go. Would would have to be a sticker on his <laughs> yeah. bumper car. Yeah. And I think how how I um, survive there is just try and meet or match half of his energetic personality and um, try and be as positive as he is. He um, be something could go wrong and Shane go. Ah, that's all right. We'll do this and just always spins it uh-huh. into a positive yeah. sort of ending. That's got to be, that's, that's got to be amazing. fantastic. Yeah. If everybody could be like that, I tell you, we get an awful lot done and we'd all smile exactly. at the end of the day. Yeah. Positive vibes all around. And it just rubs off yeah. on you, doesn't yeah. it? It's infectious. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you want to match yeah. his energy levels. It's great. Mm. What a great work environment to be mm. in. And it's, is that how you survive you when tell it's us- exhausting? Sorry, Bex. Is that like when it's exhausting and you're just, you know, up early, like getting smashed by young horses in the middle of summer? Is that the thing that keeps driving you all? Is it that positivity in that team Definitely. environment? Yeah. He knows how to pick up a mood. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Oh, it sounds great. <laughs> um, I want to hear about um, the training style for the young horses and the event horses. Does Shane have a particular type of style? Obviously, you've been with him for a long time, so that'll be rubbing off on you, and he's been super successful, so yeah, the method yep. works. Um, do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about Definitely, that? Definitely. I've, I've uh, learnt, learnt an extreme amount of what I know now off Shane and very, very grateful. Um, I'd say his training methods would be uh, very black and white and keep it simple. He um, allows the horse to make a mistake and learn from that. And um, when it's right, it's rewarded. Um, with the young horses and uh, the the race horses, keeping it, it it's simple and not confusing them, and making sure that it's not too much for them. I guess is is really part of it as well. Um, he he's very good at like that. That'll do for the day, and the next day you'll see a very big difference. Mm-hmm. And I also think that what I've learned is um, time. Time for these young horses is just irreplaceable. Mm. If it didn't work, mm-hmm. just it'll, it'll happen again tomorrow. Or like oh, time is mm. key. I think. <laughs> mm. That's really interesting, especially I suppose because you're dealing with um, such young racehorses, and because we race yeah. two-year-olds in Australia. Yeah, do you find that that ideally you'd want to give them a little bit more time, or you've got to be you've got to read the room? Quite yeah, you well? definitely have to read the room quite well. The more more time, the better. I say. Um, with hmm. most most of them come in for four to five six weeks, and then they'll go have a spell. And I think that that's mm-hmm. so good that they can go out to the paddock, be a horse, come back in. And they they change a lot. I think that the younger fillies change a lot, especially from that. Well, that's really good to hear. Um, Brad, what about you and Boyd? So what's he like to work with? Um, Does he have any funny – I mean, he's very funny. I'm sure he's got a million quirks. But tell me about what it's like to work alongside such a character. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely never a (laughs) dull moment. But, um, no, he honestly, you know, sounds a lot like Shane. Um, You know, there's just – he's just very energetic. You know, every morning he – you know, rolls up on his house to his house. You know, 
sorry, from his house, um, like on a one wheel oh. thing, with, you know, <laughs> with a coffee, in his, with a coffee in his hand, and you know, it's always, you know, always says good morning, um, you know, and then just gets right into it, and um, yeah, no, it's always like it's really is just such a positive environment you know he always just makes sure everyone's you know doing all right and um and then you know like kind of what sam was saying you know if there's ever you know if you ever like have a bad event or you know whatever happens he's always like all right just you know like we'll figure it out there's always there's you know there's he never really gets too you know negative on anything um, which I think honestly is why I've kind of been able to hang in there for so long. And um, just because I've kind of learned to, you know. Roughly... Yeah. And, and are you also a builder as a result? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, every, you know, every um, now and then, if, um, usually our like quieter time is November and just mm-hmm. December. So, you know, we'll start doing random unicycle jobs here and there but no <laughs> yeah yeah but we're not building <laughs> barns or anything like that it's probably snowing we don't get that oh yeah no we're yeah the yeah, ground's a little yeah. hard so <laughs> and what about boyd's does he have a training style with young horses and then eventing horses yeah yeah so um it's honestly is a lot like what Sam was saying, um, you know, we just re usually, you know, work with them for a little bit and then with the young ones and then um they always get, you know, multiple mm-hmm. holidays and breaks over the year. Um and then um no I think with everything, like it's all just very systematic mm. with everything. You know, there's always like a reason for something and it's always um you know, we always just really make sure to just take it slow on the young ones especially and um like and i think it's really nice when you you don't have to worry about you know a certain goal i mean not you do you do worry about a goal but it's not you know you're not no one like breathing down your Mm. neck to you know yeah get them to a certain point by you know this date right like that so you can kind of you're not being pressured it sounds like you both you know, like if, have that lovely way of um not working the horses under too much pressure not being, not being pressured no for an outcome pressure yeah work and learn at their own yeah, paces exactly. and no. that seems to be what you've both kind of taken taken through this mm. um and it's something that i think i've learned as well and i'm sure amanda you've learned along mm. with producing young horses is that they tell you yeah. they're at their own time they develop in their own ways and um, sometimes the best thing they can do is just go and have a little holiday, <laughs> bring him back in, and then you have a different horse again, mm. don't you? Um, no, and, and both of you have painted a picture of a really happy morning. Like, I really want to come to your stables and just watch you all start your mornings. Oh. <laughs> send us a video. I'll send you an extract and then a video. No. no. Usually, I mean, usually when it starts, you know, pouring, 
rain and snowing and windy, the smile is <laughs> starting to get a little bit smaller. Yeah. But uh, oh, damn, I feel like we're really be soft. We don't have to deal with snow. Like oh, that's a whole new dimension. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yours are soft. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's coming into winter here soon, and I'm dreading it. Absolutely dreading it. Oh, <laughs> no, it doesn't sound fun, and especially with young horses. Yeah, especially when they're young horses, you know, you've got to be consistent with them, isn't it? Because so like both of you do a lot of work with working, breaking in and training the young horses. Um, and we all know that they can be like hugely tra- challenging and rewarding at the same time. But um, can you just um, tell us some more spice <laughs> about the yards and tell us some more tales about the yards, basically? I've been loving hearing it so far. So let's get more into that. So um Brad, what do you particularly love about the young horses? Um, honestly, it's I think it's the biggest thing is just like seeing them go from you know like a little weanling out in the field, and then you know you bring them in, their manes all long and they're hairy, and they their hind ends about two feet higher than the <laughs> front end. Oh, I've got one like that at the moment. Um, no, and then, yeah, and then you know you put them in the round pen, and then they start you know figuring everything out, and then it's just kind of like this process of them you know being from nothing and then turning into you know an actual event horse, and then you take them to event, and they you know jump everything, and you're like, all right, well you know I actually did something right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I made this. <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's it's like all those big milestones, like their first jump and their first hack and their first, you know, all that is. You know, I think being mm. the biggest part of that is probably the best yeah. part mm. of it, honestly. And what do you think our listeners should be thinking about with their young horses? Well, I think it's honestly like what we've already been talking about is just being as patient as possible like you're not you're not going to have the perfect ride every single day mm. um you know you're always there's going to be days where you you know are thinking why am i why do i have this it'd be so much easier to have a you know old advanced horse or whatever mm. you know and it's um it honestly as i personally think growing with a young horse is the most valuable yeah it, it certainly does make you appreciate doesn't it like when you buy or you see clients that are looking for a going horse when you've bred something and started something and you can't believe that that thing with the long shaggy hair and the bum hide back end actually like you see how educated they end up being i think i just i just think it's absolutely unbelievable and you need to see it from the ground up to appreciate what wonderful animals they are and how incredible they are by the time they are experienced absolutely like i think that's all, that's just like the biggest part of it yeah yeah i think anyway. absolutely if you have a young horse coming through and um, what do you look for in that young horse for it to yeah. be a nice event horse or a good event horse yeah. what qualities we look for yeah what are your top three qualities in a good young event horse i want like the mind has to be trainable and um, willing and smart. You know, like if they if they're just want to be naughty every day in and out, I it's going to be harder and harder to make them into mm. something. Mm. Um, obviously, you can you know work on that, 
but I think there's obvious if they have a naturally, you know, willing mind, it's going to make your job. Yeah. 100% Isn't it? Easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, and then I think they have to kind of have that look about them, you know, like, um, it's hard to kind of explain, but when you like, get one and you just know that they're going to have like the X factor, something special. Yeah. Like it's that, I mean, I'm sure Sam kind of knows what I'm talking about, but like, it's that factor where you just know that it's, there's, they've got something in them that's going to make them into a mm. proper horse. Um, yeah. and, it's like um, a presence, isn't it? Or a look mm. in their eye. It's like a. It's yeah, like a, yeah. yeah. They just mm. have to like, and and sometimes it takes them a little bit longer to get that. But um, and then um, I think just because inventing it is such a you know long and enduring um, sport, they just have to be able to mm. hold up. Um, they got to be tough and. Um, mm. Yeah, like they've got to just have that willingness to like when the going gets tough, mm. they have to kind of just hunger in there. And I mean, luckily they get you know when on where usually we I start a batch in about May and then I start another batch in about November. So um, it's very different. You know, it's very nice and getting warmer here in May, and then in November it's you know it's usually raining and cold and stuff like that so the the difference in those horses is actually usually a little bit like thing usually the ones in november are a little bit harder to break mm -hmm. in but you know they usually end up being a little bit yeah oh, wow yeah. interesting mm -hmm. and, and how about you sam what are your views and what would you say makes a good young event horse yeah i think redley's right on it there um one that really wants to be there and um, be there for you. And I think that, that partnership starting young, if, if you can get them young and, and create that bond with them, I guess, um, that can also take you and the horse as far as you can dream, I guess. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's about it. And how do you think, like, if the listen, people listening that are young riders, how do you think they get to develop that bond and trust in their young, in their young horse? I think just going back to time, I, um, Rome wasn't built in a day, I guess, um, and the sun's going to come up tomorrow. And don't think that it's all over just because, you know, you, you did one bad little test and you just got to have that commitment to him and he'll um, he'll start to trust you more and you'll start to trust him more and, it will all be be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to know, like, what you think the complement is between working with racehorses and working with eventers. Uh, well, I was actually lucky enough this weekend just gone here. I don't know what day it is over there. Mm -hmm. over there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's Monday. Oh, really? yeah. um, <laughs> Oh, where was I? Uh, it was called Equimillions. So in 2018, I broke in yeah. a little horse called uh, Yee Yee. I then followed him through his uh, racing career. And um, mm -hmm. 
we picked him up and retrained him and he uh, just won the 95 at Equimoons. So I think that... Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I think that really helps, especially with um, them being uh, fitter, like that residual fitness and um, mm-hmm. it, it works cross country. They have that real drive of just to keep going and going for you because... Mm-hmm. And does it does it sort of askew what you choose in a horse? Like, do you end up because you know the thoroughbred so well, sort of choosing a little bit more of a thoroughbred or thoroughbred type, or do you prefer to go way out the other side of the camp because you're riding thoroughbreds every day and go for more of a warm blood for your adventures? I, I, I definitely love the thoroughbred in them. Um, mm. I don't think you can replace that cross country, that that gallop and that mm. will to just carry on and carry on and carry on. I think. That's definitely what they need to be thinking when you're um, up at the tip top trying to compete at Burleys and badmintons and things like that. Mm. Definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. With the retraining of racehorses and this, how you love to have that blood in the vent horses yeah. so they can gallop. Um, I obviously show jump myself. So um, a lot of the horses are bred more for stamina and power. They, they put a lot more blood into them over the last decade, I suppose, to be able to have that. But I've, I suppose I've never worked closely with the, with the thoroughbreds. So this is all news to me and I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, and the same question to you, Brad, I mean, about retraining thoroughbreds, do you look for that in your event horses more or are you more persuaded to put some more warm blood in them and you look elsewhere? Um, I mean, I obviously like I would, it's, great if they have um as much thoroughbred as mm-hmm. possible um but there is i mean i do kind of go a little bit more off of just general like feel mm-hmm. um like the um the one boy roll i have obviously has um i think he has like 81 percent thoroughbred or mm-hmm. something like that and then you know the other one i have going has like 30 mm. or something like that. And they, you know, they right. I mean, obviously they're still um, young, but I think it's a little bit the way this sport is going. It's just like a little bit less, obviously there's still like the huge five stars and everything like that. But like the, um, you know, the Olympics now are only uh, what a nine minute mm. course or something like that so yeah i guess it's um, got to be quick a little bit it's i think and i think also you just put such a huge emphasis on the dressage and show mm. jumping now that if you know you have to have a almost like a proper show jumper yeah. to actually yeah. be able on that last day obviously you have to make it you have to, you have to make it around cross country which the third road is awesome for and you basically you know you have to have that when they get mm. tired but um you know, there's just a i feel like there's a little bit more of an mm. emphasis now on having a you know more dressage show mm. mm. yeah yeah so there has been a bit of a movement isn't there in in the types of horses that are being used and i think it's always developing through each each sport each sphere as i said with the show jumpers and i think the courses either get more technical or they get shorter or they're slightly changing for safety, then mm. the horses also change. Mm. That's super interesting. 
Right. Well, guys, to close with, we're going to have some rapid fire questions and I'm going to throw these at each of you um, one by one. So get ready. And this is the quickest thing straight off the tongue. Not thinking about it. Okay. So Brad, Mez or Geldings? Geldings. Okay. Sam, Oxa or Triple Bar? Triple Bar. So how does the stuff that went up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they make a better shape when you're show jumping, not eventing. Uh, Brad, ex- yeah. experienced horses or young horses? Young horses, 100%. Okay. Sam, baseball or football? Football. Brad, beach or bush? Ooh, uh, beach. Sam, oh, Canada or Australia? <laughs> Where would you prefer to be? <laughs> Australia. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. <laughs> what about you, Brad? Yeah. Canada or Australia? I I Canada, but I've never been to Australia, so. Yeah, we don't have snow, so it's warmer. Uh, where are we? Uh, Sam, cross country or show jumping? Cross country for sure. Brad, cleaning saddles or cleaning stables? Stables. <laughs> Okay. Sam, <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, uh, Sam, pizza or barbecue? Uh, barbecue. Brad, Olympics or world championships? World championships. Sam, horses in paddocks or horses in stables? Paddocks. And both of you, favourite dessert? Cheesecake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I w- w- would eat the heck out of some cheesecake <laughs> any day. <laughs> good to know we'll have to send you a purple baits cheesecake yes. <laughs> oh my god well that's so fun thanks so much guys for coming on yeah. and we'll wind it up now because we've, we've spoken to you for so long and it's been amazing this is this has been the equestrian experience with myself amanda ross my co-host bex mason and this episode's guests sam woods and bradley champagne brought to you by our major sponsor and the sponsor of all of us Bait Saddles, round of applause. To send in your questions for upcoming episodes, enter our competitions and access our other episodes, be sure to visit theequestrianexperiencepodcast.com. You can also follow us at Amanda Ross Equestrian and at Bex Mason SJ and find Sam Woods at Woodlow Equine and Bradley Champagne at Champagne Eventing. Until next time, have a great equestrian experience. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys.